Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999 Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we look back at the films of 1999 from our way too expensive house considering our teacher's salary here <laughs> in 2018. Could you figure out that house? That was yeah, this gorgeous really nice house. House on a teacher's I'm still salary. Let's go, by the way, your other your other host. Yeah, I'm Kenny Nybart. Yeah, you are. Did I say that? No. Um and it's this, it is it's it's where are they supposed to be? Do we know what city this is supposed to take place in California? I I, I never. <laughs> I don't know. The yeah. voice you're hearing is the voice of Matt D'Ambrosio, our guest for the day. He chose this movie. He he wrote on Vampire Diaries with the writer director of this movie, Kevin Williamson. Writer director of this movie. Truly one of my heroes. Yeah. Um one of mine as well. Yeah. And uh his only directorial effort you know maybe for a good reason and um the movie is teaching mrs tingle the movie is teaching mrs FKA tingle killing mrs tingle yeah yeah um but then columbine happened and they felt they needed to change it and they also moved the release date as well because of yes. of uh, columbine it's and, interesting and they, and they stopped all subsequent school shootings by changing yeah the no title. It all, it all, so everything it worked a great out move. yeah it was no yeah. thankfully they did it changed a lot it, yes. there are no guns in this movie a uh, 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 crossbow that is used many, many times. Yes, <laughs> but there are no guns in this movie, um, and I, I, I wouldn't even say that the film has. I guess it's more of a symptom of how sensitive we were at the time, which is completely understandable considering what happened to Columbine. Um, but this is not a film that screams to me that there's any trigger warning or any anything that really needs to sort of, you know what I mean? No. Even the the title. 
I don't know. So it's interesting that that's the, that that was kind of the takeaway from this film at the time. I, I mean, but, I guess I understand that we were overly sensitive at the time, but yeah. this is like the tamest possible Kevin yes. Williamson movie, given yeah. what he had done. And I think as four previous, is this before or after the faculty? This is after the faculty. So you had two screams. You had, I know what you did last summer. I don't believe you. I still know what you did last summer at this point, but you had the faculty. So you had four movies, very bloody, high body count. Yep. Um, it is interesting that that's, uh, that that was their takeaway. It's so it's scream in 96. It's, I know what you did last summer in 97, along with scream two in 97, you have faculty in 98, and then you have teaching Mrs. Tingle in 99. Then he does wasteland with uh, Damon Lindelof. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he does Scream 3 in 2000 uh, a TV show called Glory Days which I don't know or have ever heard of is that D-A-Y-S or D-A-Z-E D-A-Y-S oh whatever then obviously Dawson's Creek in starts that's in 98 so you know this movie to me feels in a lot of ways like an indicator that he could have sold a phone book at that time he could have made anything he wanted and that no one, there were no checks and balances on mm-hmm. Kevin Williamson at this moment. So why did he choose this? Let's get question. into that with Matt. Matt, before we do it, <laughs> um, by the way, Matt's all right. Or wrote on Vampire Diaries. Or Vampire and Diaries. He's also funny Very funny on, on Twitter. Twitter. He's, a gr- <laughs> he's a great Twitter personality. <laughs> great Twitter personality. Yeah. Uh, why did you choose this movie? Aside from your affiliation with the man. I think uh, when in 1999, uh, I was in middle school and I was going to the movies pretty much every single weekend. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Where is that? Out of curiosity. So in relation to like Atlanta? Or- 30 minutes north of Atlanta. Okay. Cool. Uh, like five minutes away from where you can buy all the Confederate flags you could ever want. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Great. But there What's wasn't that? much I'll to do. I'll take that down again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would go to the movies every weekend. And I, I remember seeing this movie opening day really because i was i mean i saw it in the theater too i, I was too very excited because dawson's creek was like my favorite thing at the time yeah yep. and so this movie came out and i was like oh same guy who did scream dawson's creek this is my jam and katie i i thought i had a crush on katie holmes but then i realized i just wanted to be your best friend because <laughs> i'm homosexual <laughs> <laughs> i'm not homosexual but i think i had the same exact trajectory as you i mean disturbing behavior <laughs> yes. like all those movies like oh, anything katie disturbing holmes behavior. Was, like, I love yeah. that movie. yeah this the '90s kind of did her dirty. Yes. Like she just didn't, and and it's it's unfortunate because I do think there are performances from her, um, the Ice Storm and Go, and like not starry roles, but like she really does have a range. And I think that everyone's kind of, I don't know, man. They just I, I don't know why people can't. I know that the Tom Cruise thing probably didn't help her either, but there's just mm-hmm. there's stuff around her that's not necessarily her fault that hurts her perception. I guess I, I our think. Perception. It's weird. I think she's miscast as both a leading lady mm-hmm. and as the object of the lead's affection. I like her the most in the ice storm. She's great. In the ice she's storm. so cool in that movie. Yeah. She's so the unattainable. She's so cool in the ice storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I think she's also great in that. Uh, what? Wonder- you know, oh, the Ice Storm's a great movie. Stop the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we got to watch force it. Go watch force it. Them to go watch it. <laughs> and we're back. So what did you think of the Ice Storm? I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was great in Wonder Boys as well, which is a, yeah, another exactly. movie. Yeah, exactly. Another movie like where that. Where she's like, she, I, I agree with you. She can be cool. And she can also be the girl next door. Um, and which she is great on Dawson's. Joey kind of was. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Joey, see, I love Joey. because and, totally. and, and I never really, I can't even remember her name. What was Michelle Williams' character name? Oh boy, Jennifer? No, Jen. 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 They call her yeah. Jen. Jen. Um, I know her as Jennifer. <laughs> so, 
So Jen, Jen was was presented as the the unattainable. Yep. The object of the lead's affection. Yeah. And Joey was the cool girl next door. Yes. Yep. Um, and she played that role, and she's also so smart. I love that character. She played that role perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is how she's best used. I don't really like her in this movie. I don't get her in this movie. Well, this I don't role get the is character. weird. Yeah, the, the character I, is I don't get the POV. I don't get why yeah. we're supposed to sympathize with her. I don't. I I think yeah. this movie is. I, I I think this movie is fundamentally flawed from the outset because we're asked to sympathize with somebody doing something so unbelievably immoral and insane, illogical, and out of her character. It feels and like. out of her character. Yeah, it's it's. So Matt said something earlier before we were on Mike, and I think it feeds into what you're talking about. This idea that this feels like it could have been an episode of Dawson's Creek or an episode of television. And I think that there's, I think that's a, a very astute observation because it doesn't have enough story really to use up its 97 minute running mm-hmm. time or whatever it is. Which bless 90 minute running time. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. It's thank quick. You. At yeah. least it's, it, it, it moves. It is a watchable movie. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's not the Gotta disaster give it credit, give it that people where, talk about this movie being just a total piece of garbage. I don't think it is that. I think it has, I think it's got tonal issues. It's got some tonal whiplash. Oh, it's got, to me, it's just got, it's got moral issues. Well, that too. Yeah. But to, to Katie Holmes's character, it, it does feel a little bit like the stakes of her character feel like, feel like Dawson's Creek stakes rather than movie stakes. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to inject stuff into it to make it feel bigger when really what I like about it is it's kind of a play. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really just it's one set, more. Or it's less. one set. It's her. T- it's it's you know Mrs. Tingle tied to a bed. It's you know uh, Macbethian kind of crawling into these kids' heads and trying to fuck with these kids and manipulate them. It's, it's best version of that is this. Well, the the, so. the reason the movie doesn't work in my opinion is because the stakes, her stakes, are so low yeah. compared to what she does. The reaction is so out. I mean, I I like the idea in theory of killing Mrs. Tingle. I like the idea in theory of yep. a teacher who's so horrible that and does something so bad and puts your future at such in such peril that the only way around it is to kill this person. It, I think that's a great concept. Helen Mirren didn't do shit in this movie. She she gave some good lines. She gave some good line oh, readings. Oh, that's not but what yeah. I mean. Oh, Helen yeah. Helen Mirren can yes, do Helen no Mirren. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mrs. Tingle. Yeah, no, it was just kind of mean. She was just yeah. a bitch. Yeah, yeah. It's it is interesting how and they're they're quick to call her a bitch. They yeah. love throwing around like it's yeah. a very weird time period. But, where like yeah. Molly Ringwald could be in the middle of this classroom and talking about what a bitch she is. But I mean, if in, but going back to like how I think it could have been an episode of TV. When I had that thought, it was when the girl was having the exorcist thing on yeah. the bed. And I was just, I had this moment of like, what is happening? I, lo- I like her. Yeah. yeah I like, liked her. But yeah. That scene's weird. It's so weird. And I was like, yeah. I was like looking at my phone of like, what time is it? Like, how long have I been watching this? Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. throw out uh, what a kind of connective tissue what I, to, to what I think you, what I think you're talking about, like how, how it kind of worked for me is I don't think it could have been an episode of Dawson's Creek for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you couldn't run with the story, but it's kind of an afterlife with Archie type thing. Where yeah. you take the same characters and put them in a genre, because mm-hmm. that is what it feels like in, in a way. Uh, it does kind of feel like that's what Kevin Williamson is doing. He's like, well, I could never actually put this right. story on Dawson's Creek the way they did in like, one of my favorite episodes of The, Bre- the Breakfast Club yes, story. Yes, yes, yes. I thought it was so cool. Well, it's, it's funny. And this is 
did you ever hear the story about how um, when they started up the room for season two of Felicity, no one knew what to do. Like everyone had stories of their freshman year. Yeah. No one had stories of their sophomore year and everyone had stories of their fun. So it got to a point apparently where JJ said, can we just make her a fucking spy? <laughs> Which is where alias comes from. Basically it's just if Felicity became a spy mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. And I sort of know what you're, you know what I mean? When, when, a, and, and Kevin Williamson is again at a similar point in his career where JJ was at the Felicity alias moment where he's got to be thinking, well, this thing worked. How do I do this thing, but come at it differently? And unfortunately this doesn't work as well, but it also just feels honestly like just do another two, three passes on this script. Yeah. Like it just felt like mm-hmm. he just shot a first draft. It could, it could have. Well, that's, that's the departed problem. <laughs> it does feel like no one said you can no. do better. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. no one said CBB on this. Yeah. It just, it, it just kind of allowed it to exist. And that's unfortunate because to your point and to your point as well, there's an interesting concept here. We've all had teachers that we've hated mm-hmm. and that idea of ramping that up and putting that into the most dramatic possible circumstances is interesting and infusing it with sort of, you know, sexual, you know, awakening and all that sort of stuff, I think is also really cool. It's just the potential of this is what's disappointing because I do think that there's a lot here that could have been really cool. And the cast is so good. And the cast is really good. And like waste it. Like Vivica Fox is in one, one she's in two scenes. She's in the end. She has no dialogue in the last scene. She has like what? Maybe 10 lines. You've got Jeffrey Tambor in this. Yeah. You've got like. Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon, yeah. Oh. One of the weirdest moments in this movie is when she tries to crawl in his head about his alcoholism. Mm -hmm. It's just like this woman might actually be a monster, but it never goes far enough to for you to actually be like, maybe you should kill this person. You never justify why we're doing this. I mean, there is, I mean, there is an amazing scene in this movie where Helen Mirren, Mrs. Tingle, basically predicts the next 20 years of millennial existence. You know, or I I mean, she, I, I wrote down a lot of it. Um, and I don't have it at the ready, but basically the <laughs> idea is like you, you, you're also self-absorbed yeah. and you're never going to do anything because you're so self-absorbed. There's a generational thing there, I think, which, which is also interesting. Well, that's, she's, that, you know? she's explaining why she doesn't yeah. like Katie Holmes yeah. and she doesn't like any of these kids. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to fuck up the world, which like, frankly, like, look at what we built. Look at our, look at our, our, our great, yeah. our great successes, our Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. What else have we done? She kind of saw it coming. And we didn't vote for fucking Hillary. <laughs> so look at what we've done. Well, you guys did. We didn't come out and you did, we didn't right? come out in mass as a, as a generation is what I'm saying. No, we, we, we stay at <laughs> no. home is all obviously no, we know we're well, Trump, we're also, but. there's also, um, I mean, to your point, there's a, we are navel gazing generation. You know what I mean? I think that there's a lot of sort of, we're the me, me, me generation as opposed to a generation that can actually see outwards. But I do wonder whether or not the generation after us does seem to be, if, 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 who knows politically what's, what's down the road, but it does feel as though there, there's a fire that has been sort of lit underneath uh, a young generation right now, which is exciting and, and I'm hopeful for it and we'll see what comes of it. I think they're better than us. I don't know how old you are, Matt, but I think they're, I, I think I, I do. I think people in their twenties are generally better than, than people in their thirties. Well, and there's I'm a little bit of having to be forced to be though. There's a little bit of this, Yeah, you know, there is no buffer anymore. Jobs are harder to find. All mm-hmm. of it's just much, it's a harder world. Yeah. And if you're going to make anything of yourself in it, you have to step up way earlier than you had to before, which I think is interesting. It's insane. 
Um, you can talk about the synopsis of Teaching Mrs. Tingle for the people that have not seen it. Uh, a hardworking, a hardworking and bright high school senior, Leanne, played by Katie Holmes, has her impending status as valedictory and jeopardized when her bitter history teacher, Mrs. Tingle, played by Helen Mirren, gives her a poor grade on a project. Uh, apropos of it seems nothing. Uh, the antagonistic relationship quickly escalates until circumstances lead Leanne and her friends Luke, played by Barry Watson, and Joe Lynn, played by Marisha Coughlin? I think it's Coughlin. Coughlin, to hold Tingle hostage in her home. As the conflict continues, it looks as if not everyone will make it out alive. Teaching Mrs. Tingle opened on August 20th, 1999, in 10th place. with <laughs> Top 10. Top yeah. 10, with $3.3 million. It would go on to make $8.9 million on a $13 million budget. Pretty low budget. Again, considering... Surprisingly low budget. It's pretty low. Never directed a movie before, so I imagine they were probably Still, like... Still, though, those, both those screams made $100 million. I know. I, do, I know what you did last summer made $100 million. I mean, yeah. The faculty was a success. The, today, that... Not only... Today, today, that guy gets the next Thor movie. Yeah. I mean, for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with... I, I just... I don't know that Kevin Williamson... And maybe this is a sign of the times, but at the at the time, I don't think he had a below-the-line that could support him. Like you say, someone gets a, a, the next Thor movie to some extent, they're inheriting a Marvel mm-hmm. army of people underneath them. It's like becoming a TV director. A little bit. Yeah. Um, Teaching Mrs. Tingle has 19% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics, 31% from audiences. Uh, Ebert did not like this movie. People oh. didn't like this movie. People didn't like this movie. Uh, Ebert is, uh, I'll read you a part of his review. Helen Mirren is a very good actress, all too good for teaching Mrs. Tingle, where she creates a character so hateful and venomous that the same energy more usefully directed could have generated a great Lady Macbeth. She is correct to believe that comic characters are best when played straight. They depend on the situation to make them funny. There is nothing funny about the situation in teaching Mrs. Tingle. The movie resembles election in an attempt to deal with the dog eat dog world of ambitious high school students where grade point averages can make them make an enormous difference. But it lacks the movie's sly observations about human nature and bludgeons the audience with broad, crude, creepy developments. Here is a movie that leaves us without anyone to like very much and not to care about. I think what's interesting about that, I think he goes a little far with it, but the election thing is interesting. Because there is machinations of social power, I guess, Mm -hmm. that exist in this film. I'm not sure they go far enough with it. And they don't actually spend enough time at school. No. Which I find kind of weird considering Kevin Williamson's oeuvre up until mm-hmm. that point. And maybe that was a conscious effort. Maybe he was like, I've spent enough time in the hallways of a high school. I don't want to do that. But I think it would have made this film stronger and it would have bolstered it and would have given it more dimensionality. Um, I'm going to read a very small portion of the Entertainment Weekly review, which was very interesting. Um I wasn't shocked by anything in Teaching Mrs. Tingle, yet I was startled to see that Williamson, whose best work has meddled humani- melded humanity with a kind of media-savvy meta-playfulness, could make a movie that dances so com- clumsily on the grave of empathy, pandering to the worst instincts in young audiences. Yeah. If, if they're raised on a steady diet of films Preach. like Tingle, I dread to imagine the mosh pits of Woodstock in 2009. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> adorable that they think there's going to be a Woodstock Aww. in 2009. Uh, then again, this is, then again, perhaps this is just the new hipness, a detachment so complete it can't imagine anything between a scream and a sneer, which I think is interesting. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that this film is the greatest example of that, but it does kind of see the future a little bit with the jadedness. Can you, can you point to something that is a better example of that? Because I, I, I'll just, my, my oh, basic feeling about that is 
That's very cynical. Mm-hmm. That really feels like that's the kind of thing an older person says about kids. About kids yeah. that never is actually true. The stuff that always breaks through are the things like scream that are empathetic and you know do have their heart and and, and mind in the right place. You know, I can't think of something that's that's I, so. I mean, I can't. I just can't think of something that's so. Ryan Murphy does nihilism dance around some of that stuff he's it's still inherently heart like filled with heart the good shit is heartfelt yeah, yeah. and the bad shit yeah. is nihilist at its best is when it is filled with heart not yeah. when it's filled with cynicism so i'm not suggesting but I, I guess this critic to your point and i agree is clearly an older person who just is like i don't fucking get kids get off mm-hmm. my lawn like there's definitely that vibe going on but i would say that someone like kevin williamson uh, or or Ryan Murphy, or at its most extreme, a Brett Easton Ellis, definitely dip their toes in those waters. One more point about Kevin Williamson and Scream and this exact criticism. In Scream, uh, Louis Arquette basically says, you know, they're, 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 Skeet Ulrich is in jail, suspected of the crime. And David Arquette says to his father, says to the, the chief of police, do you think he did it? And Louis Arquette goes, 20 years ago, Never. I could never imagine. But kids these days, who knows? And the idea is basically like kids these days are crazy and kids these days are playing violent video games and the kids these days are so desensitized to violence and all that stuff that he might just go on a random killing rampage. Now, the beauty of Scream is it's not a random killing rampage. <laughs> he it, it, like There's nothing random about it. He is, he is, he is working out all this childhood trauma. That is, that has befallen him or not child, but you know, he's mm-hmm. the stuff that happened in the last year of his life. His life was destroyed and ruined. So it doesn't come from a, I'm a psycho killer place and killing's cool. This movie. Yeah. I don't know what this it movie kind of does that. come from a, like, we have no better ideas. I'm talking about the characters. We have no better ideas than to hold this old woman hostage. Yeah. It's also uh, really hard to sympathize with somebody who is second place in the entire school. And it's like, she wants to be valedictorian, but like this other girl made the best deal and she's better. And it's like, well, okay, you didn't get like the scholarship, but it's like, yeah. yeah, But like as somebody who was like a straight C student, I'm like, I don't sympathize with that person at all. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely got that champagne problems kind of vibe to it. It's like, you're going to be fine. Like you're going to get into whatever school you want to get into. Yeah. Um, it, It does, I guess, play a little bit into the, class warfare that exists a little bit within mm-hmm. it with her mother and this fear of if she doesn't get the valedictorian that she'll never get out of this town. It's a pretty like, nice house her mom has too, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't disagree. But like, there, yeah, there is that. And this also plays into the, into Tingle's character as well, where she talks about like, don't you see I'm your future? Like you're never getting out of this town. I never got out of this town. And this is what happens when you don't chase your dreams or when you don't apply yourself. There was this whole thing where Tingle is talking about that and like, you know, in relation to Leanne's mother. And I kept thinking like, oh, does she know her mother? Like, is there history there? And it's like, that would have been like a really cool avenue to go. And it doesn't go there. They don't do anything with it. Yeah. She, she throws some shade at one of the kids about like the dad being in jail or something like that. But yeah, Barry Watson. Oh, right. Sorry. Who I think is like kind of perfectly cast in this movie. Yeah. 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 He's got, I mean, you know, he's he's kind of playing that skeet role from from Scream, but he's yeah. doing a very good Literally job. Literally the same haircut, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and the same and, the, and those same bedroom eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that exact same look. And uh, I yeah. think I think that guy's a kind of an underappreciated I little agree. 90s actor. Yeah, he 90s. never really blew up either. Yeah, he tried to make a lot of TV shows around him. Yeah. But it just never, never, really, never really happened. Yeah. I liked Seven what about Brian? What about Brian? 
Yeah, Seventh Heaven too. He was in. Yeah, yeah. he's on that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, what about Brian was supposed to be his like we're, JJ? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make this happen. I liked What About Brian. Everyone was kind of hard on it, and they never watched it. What yeah. about him? Yeah, what, what about, about him? Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Russo directed that pilot. Uh, I, I remember watching that pilot. I remember, you know, high hopes. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, so, I, I guess we should talk a little bit. Let's talk a little about the um, the casting. Um, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, Sigourney Weaver, Sally Field were all considered for the role of Mrs. Tingle. Uh, I mean, I could. I can't really see Sally Field in it, but I could see the other three for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and apparently Gillian Anderson turned down the role. I kind of feel like Gillian Anderson would have been too young. Yes. To play it. <laughs> it's not a guess. That's not good cast. It's weird. Glenn Close is the most obvious choice in the world for this one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she would have been great. Not that Helen Mirren's bad. She's good in this. She's just, again, she's... So Kevin Williamson has a quote when he was asked about casting Helen Mirren, where he said... Um, uh, Kevin Williamson chose, chose Helen Mirren. She said she seemed unlikely to be cast in this role. And Helen Mirren said, this is not the sort of film that I usually get associated with, so I was thrilled that Kevin would think of me for this role. Uh, Mirren said about the story of Mrs. Tingle uh, being about the most frightening and very real adolescent rite of passage, facing the future. For me, teaching Mrs. Tingle addresses teenagers' insecurities, ambitions, and fears about the future, she explains. Remembering back to the ages of Leanne, Luke, and Jolien, fear of the f- Future is the most powerful thing that's driving you. You don't know what's going to happen to you, and it's terrifying. I think adults forget how scary that is. But Mrs. Tingle hasn't forgotten how scary it is. On the contrary, she uses that fear to manipulate these kids. She is applying a lot of real thought here, mm-hmm. and she's being very calculated about it. And it reads. You see that in her performance. I don't. I don't think the script. I don't think the script. But the script doesn't give her support. I, I agree. At all. Mm-hmm. But she's trying to get there with it. Like yeah. she's seeing something there, and we all see it. It's just the script doesn't go there. And maybe it would have on the third or fourth or fifth draft. Who knows? But it does feel like there's a cursory kind of vibe to it. It feels like she should have done a rewrite. <laughs> Not right? even kidding. Like I, I agree. All those ideas are so um, salient. And it's just uh, – it's just there's nothing there like that for me. It's, it seems like a simple little revenge story with almost no, no, almost no motivation to Matt's point. Who cares about this, the salutatorian? And it's like they, they even have a word for the second yeah. one. And it's still great. You still get a speech at graduation. You still get a speech at graduation. <laughs> Valedictorian and salutatorian both get speeches. I didn't yeah. know what a salutatorian was until I read about it. I didn't oh, know that was a word or a it's thing. It's yeah. basically the same thing. I mean, it's like, still great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. You put that shit on your resume for life. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, salutatorian. The second smartest kid in the school? Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't know that was you, a thing. They're making a, it's like the vice president of the school. They just made a big movie about vice president. I did. I saw it. Saw it last night. What'd you think? It was okay. You told me already. I liked it fine. Yeah. I wanted to love it. Um, <laughs> I do think what's interesting. You about- would have liked it if he was president. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Helen Mirren, that whole quote, very thoughtful, very articulate. In future years, she's been asked about this movie. And when asked why she did the role, she replied, because they gave me a shit ton of money to mm-hmm. do it, which I respect. That she would say that. She also said she described the part as a dream role, noting that she had basically the ability to lie in bed all day in the most comfortable costume she'd ever worn. Again, I respect that Silk she's Silk robes like, looked great, by the way. Look, yeah, look great. Yeah. Uh, That's cute. I like her first answer better. <laughs> I, um, I like people taking movies for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think it's a little interesting that Kevin Williams have never directed another movie. And I don't say that because I, maybe he didn't like it. Maybe, you know, 
there's all sorts of things that happen behind the scenes and who the hell knows, right? It's possible that he showed up and he's like, this is not for me. And I know I got to execute this thing. And, you know, he took his licks and he moved on and he obviously created any number of other things and he's been very successful. But most people would take another crack at it. And he's mm-hmm. certainly, I imagine, had opportunities. I think he's directed TV before. I think he's direct- he, he, he never has directed up. No? Yeah. All right. <laughs> he literally has one credit as director. He's wow. never directed anything else. So it's, I think the most likely scenario is he didn't enjoy the process mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he preferred to do what he's doing. So, well, know, it showed. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, I, th- I don't mean that, Kevin. <laughs> um, uh, I think Tingle sounds like Tinkle, and that's all I kept thinking about <laughs> through the movie. I'm just gonna put that out there. It's just mm-hmm. I was like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, the soundtrack's really not good. I hate. I, I made several notes every time the song came on. I was like, I hate the song. It's the, it's the, the sentimental maudlin ones mm-hmm. where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? That's what also made me think like it was this episode of Dawson's Creek because it was like the same sound cues. It felt like it. Yeah, and and it's doing heavy lifting mm-hmm. as well which sometimes television does yeah. where you don't have the time to be able to lay out all the piping that you need in order to feel something. So it's like, here, I'm going to give you a song to tell you how yeah, to feel. This is the tone. And the problem is that when it happens here, a, it's mixed crazy loud and B, it kind of comes out of nowhere. So you find yourself kind of jarred by mm-hmm. it. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, it kind of feels like one of those teen casts where no one took off. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. about this, the soundtrack. Yes. You know, yes. like I think you put these soundtracks together expecting to have a few number one hits or three or four number one mm-hmm. hits and songs that really, you know, we've all seen movies that that happens with Go kind of happen with, you know, to some extent. Um, but all these songs, I mean. <laughs> it's a terrible has, soundtrack. Has anybody heard of so- Sorry by Stretch Princess? Has anyone heard Stretch of- Stretch Princess? Yeah. Oh, that's has, fantastic. Has anyone, has anyone heard of Show Me by Bree Sharp? I mean, that's the that's a bad Simpsons joke. Yeah, um, <laughs> or a great Simpsons yeah, joke. Yeah, I love the B sharps. <laughs> um, like a third tier Duncan Sheik song. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they failed. It's this is also. I mean, that's a soundtrack that's done after the fact. That's mm-hmm. just like glommed onto a movie. Um, it's a bunch of, as you mentioned, like. B minus bands that they were like, maybe this kind of sounds like something that the kids are listening to right now. So maybe whatever <laughs> stretch princess, <laughs> stretch princess, man, who knew Bree sharp. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bree sharp. Yeah. Uh, celebrate so, her old catalog. All I have, I have all, all of her album. Yeah. All of her album. <laughs> oh, Bree sharp. I'm sorry. Bree sharp. I'm going to look her up. Look at it. Yeah, you should. Uh, so there were some reshoots. I know that'll shock everybody. Some reshoots. Uh, some reshoots. <laughs> um, I guess the end of the film originally, the students learned their lesson. Leanne admits that she altered the grades, accepts her position as second, and accepts it as though it's some sort of horrible oh, no. fucking thing. I'm salutatorian. Uh, she accepts it. Trudy wins valedictorian. However, Leanne is awarded a scholarship for her exceptional grades anyway, which she would get anyway. Like, yes. That's what's absurd about <laughs> what all of this. What a bad movie. And then, and even thanks Mrs. Tingle in her acceptance speech at graduation. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, okay, so Mrs. Tingle also doesn't go to jail for attempted murder, which, does she go to jail for attempted murder in the original, in the in the released version? I mean, the version I watched, it, it was just, it was she implied. was fired, and it was just, you know, Michael McKean's like, I've been waiting to see What did you watch? 
I'm say, it says here, in fact, she doesn't report the students to authorities in exchange. Sorry, it says Mrs. Tingle also doesn't go to jail for attempted murder in the reshoots. So I'm asking you guys if she went, if I missed something. I mean, that ending, I mean, it's just. Maybe you know, it was MOS shot graduation, and not released. That's it. I don't. Maybe that's what they're saying. They shot that yeah. version, yeah. didn't release it, and then did reshoots to fix it. That's my what, yeah. sense was okay. that she went to jail. I assume. Am that, I crazy? Yeah. Like I like my sense was that she would like got her quote unquote comeuppance. Yeah. I, uh, which like again, what did she do wrong? She was yeah, it's held crazy. against it's her will. Yeah, she did try to. She, she tried to home invaded choke uh, exorcism girl. She tried to choke. Out, yeah. And that was like, you're supposed to be like, oh, they should leave her gagged and bound. Yeah, she tried to escape. Yeah. She tried to <laughs> escape in her own house. I mean, like, the, oh, well, well, let's keep going. But when we get to the tambour stuff. Yeah, the tambour stuff is, anyway. So, uh, basically, <laughs> uh, the okay, so, in fact, she doesn't report the students to authorities in exchange for their discretion. The film originally ended with Tingle mending her wounds, willingly lying in bed with her dog, who's revealed to also be named Richard. That was the original ending of the film. Now, the... So I don't know if that's what was shot. They did a cut. They showed it to test audiences. Then they changed it. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, but yeah, she probably should have said something to the authorities. And I don't. To, I, I don't really understand why she just kind of lets the kids off. But that's what it is. Anyway, why wouldn't she? Because the, <laughs> the the movie wasn't one of those movies where they got to understand each other, which again would have made a lot of sense. Like, you could have gotten away with that. If you had the two of them in a room, and over the course of the movie, they came to some kind mm-hmm. of understanding, and they helped each other out, they each had a problem to solve, that seems like basic one-on-one screenwriting stuff. And then I understand why she doesn't, you know, report it to the authorities. It's not what happened. That's why, the, right. I right. think going to something Phil said earlier, uh, I think there's a great play in this. There's, like, a really good, like, all in the house, like, and like you said, they come to some understanding, and they get out of that, but, like... That's not this version. Of no, the story. at the end of this movie, Mrs. Tingle tries to kill them. Like yeah. she, she shoots. She tries to shoot them with MacGuffin's crossbow, and then she shoots the wrong person who is at her house to, to grade grub. What a weird movie! <laughs> it's, um, a, <laughs> it's weird. The kid who made the crossbow should get an A plus because yeah, that, well, that 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 prop crossbow. that prop is in almost kills several people. So many people. <laughs> that that like, was not Nicholas Brendan, but no. he looked. He yeah, looked a lot so much like, like he looked a lot like him. Nicholas Brendan type. Yeah, <laughs> get a kid who looks like yeah. that. Brent, Nicholas Brendan turned it down. You know, as as you guys were talking, I was thinking: Is there a better version of this where they accidentally kill her? Where it's not this, you know, mind games thing. Um. So don't tell mom Mrs. Tingle is dead. A little bit of that. Like, I wonder exactly if... That's what I was thinking, yeah. Is there a better movie? Now, the problem is that movie, I mean, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead or Weekend of Bernie's or whatever. Like, those, they were like all-in-out comedies. I don't know. I'm so torn about this movie because I feel like we collectively right here could make a better movie with the concept that's here because it's really fertile ground. Like, to me, it feels like there's an interesting thing here it just wasn't – just never really came to fruition. I'll throw one thing out. Yeah, yeah. Um, they could have used a genre element, mm-hmm. whether it's sure. whether it's supernatural yeah. or whether it's more of a horror thing. 
where she actually was. I mean, like bad pitch, but she actually was like a cannibal or she actually did run some kind of satanic cult or something yeah. where it's like this teacher yeah. who yeah, we yeah, yeah. think is just a mean person. That's the right instinct. Actually mm-hmm. has some really nefarious instincts. She's a witch. Yeah. She's a witch. And by yeah. killing her. Or a wannabe witch. Yeah. 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 Like by, or yeah, there, like that's, I think that's where like a, uh, you know, that's like the, what's that movie? I don't want to mm-hmm. say that I don't like on this podcast because everyone loves it. I don't know, man. What's the, uh, you know, the movie that everyone loves that I don't like? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the, the, the Departed? No, the Joss Whedon movie. That he, that he, Drew Goddard movie. Oh, Cabin in the Woods. That's the Cabin in the Woods. I love Cabin in the Woods. It's a yes, great movie. Everyone loves yeah. that movie, except me. That's the Cabin in the Woods <laughs> No, that's the right. I, you it's, know, it's funny you should say that, because that also, um, it's, that could have given them some cover as well. Mm-hmm. Which they needed. Which is what they needed. Because... Yes, it's too grounded or it's trying to be grounded when it's not grounded. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of he didn't go supernatural and by he I mean Williamson until he gets to Vampire Diaries, mm-hmm. correct? So maybe well, it was just I like mean, a, faculty a little bit mm-hmm. like yeah. faculty a little bit. You're right. You're right. So yeah, I mean I, yeah, faculty totally. I mean faculty's so, a an alien movie, but like yes. It's really interesting. It, it, and parts of the movie try to be horror by the end when it's like Miss Tingle's loose in the house, but you're like it's only like five minutes of the movie, and it's also not very suspenseful because you know she's just around the corner. Yeah. So you take the take the the faculty. The faculty is the exact same premise, right? the 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 premise is what if these horrible people who have control over us? Yes. Well, that, the faculty is a legit great movie. I, I, I want cra- I want to go on crazy about that movie. I want to. So the idea is basically. Um, let me let me walk that back a little bit. It's these yeah. horrible people have control over over us. What are we going to do about it? And in the faculty, it's it's well, they're actually like aliens. Mm-hmm. There's so, a reason for it, yeah. And that's very Twilight Zony, right? Yeah. Well, the, Twilight Zony to me is like, well, they're actually, well, it's actually, and there's that reveal. And this mm-hmm. one, it's there is no well, there's actually. no reveal. It's like what you didn't know was. So, in fact, to me, the the best ending of this movie as it stands is like the kids are wrong. The kids do something really terrible. The kids go to jail and the kids ruin their lives. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do think that that's the talking about your the own faculty. grave shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's yeah. the cover up worse than the crime thing. Like they mm-hmm. really should not have gotten away with this. And then it would have been like still a really weird movie and probably a, like a less commercial movie. But this movie made $8 million. Like this is a failure. And at least sure. if you, if at least if you, if you're, Looking at it through that critical lens, and I like Helen Mirren's point, like it is scary growing up, but like you do not dig deeper and make things worse and make things worse. That does not make things better, Mm -hmm. ever. That makes things worse. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, I do wonder whether or not the proximity to faculty made him not want to do it. Mm -hmm. That the genre, adding a layer of genre to it, it's a bummer. Because I think that yeah, like even a pod person reveal where like the real Miss Tingle is like tied up in the basement and this pod person has yeah. been or what it, it's you know could have been anything could have been anything anyway. anything that anything that marks her as actually evil as opposed to just mean she's just a dick it's like okay cool her husband left her oh I mean I get like I mean the other like kind of thing that just kind of irks me about it is like she is mean she does give good students bad grades. Why does she have her fucking job? Like, yeah, <laughs> like at so I know yeah, that Michael McKean yeah. wants to fire her for twenty years or whatever, but like, and I understand that ten years hard to like break out of, but like, that's not a really good reason for why a person who is so terrible to her good students mm-hmm. yeah. deserves to yeah. keep her job. 
it's I, again like it's it's tr- it's trying to walk this line of like realism and and heightened and that's what's kind of doing it in a little bit yeah like you can't you can't buy that she would actually be a teacher like it feels so heightened and crazy no i know so you just you got to ask yourself like why not take it one step farther and just go genre with it um i don't know i mean it would have made for a better movie it would have protected them from a bunch of the shit that they got thrown at because of the movie so I mean, they could so. have done that because, like, Leanne's project was about witches. Like, just been like, oh, Easily. Helen Mirren is also a witch. Well, she's trying to cover it up. Yeah. You know, that's the Sabrina thing, right? This is an F. So that the Sabrina <laughs> thing could be like, oh, she's getting a little too close to yeah. the truth. We got to cover this up, give it an F, bury it. And then, oh, my God. It's like it's like talking about it. We, we've done this for, what, 40 minutes? 38 minutes. That's all it would have taken. <laughs> To fix this movie. You, t- you put three people in the room who actually care about the movie. It's all it would have taken to be like, what if we do this? And then yeah. I'm not trying to say that we fixed the movie, but I but absolutely I, think that we've made this movie yeah. better. Well, it's like when we fixed Wild Wild West. We fixed Wild Wild West. How, you, how could Crown, you fix that movie? It's already time perfect. Time travel. <laughs> but it's already perfect. I love that movie. It's already perfect. Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado. Oh, God. <laughs> Kenny knew most of the lines. For yeah, the well, you know. Yeah. I, I, I learned I, uh, it for the podcast. I, yeah. Wild Wild West aside, I think that this movie, if anyone at any of the companies that were involved in this had just raised their hand and just said, like, I think that maybe just this and you you might have had a, a better movie. But this is but these are the simple things, right? These are the, the, the these are the first draft thing that you have to be like, okay, point of view, stakes, um, what are the obstacles, how do we overcome them, and who are we rooting for? And why? Like these are like this is this is the stuff you 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 should figure out at outline stage. Mm-hmm. So and everything just feels really convenient as it is. Oh yeah, because it's like oh they're like drinking beer in the in the yeah like, in, in the, the, in the, the, the gym, gym or whatever yeah. And it's like what what no who does that yeah? And it also just seems like they they took it they take a really bad path. Barry Watson very <laughs> clearly should have just gone to the principal and said. Yeah, yeah, made. I did it. And yeah. also, just go to the principal. Like, he, he clearly yeah. would have, was ready to fall on his sword. And like, just be like, really I don't care. like Tingle, you're right. Yeah, I yeah. have authority, I'm the principal. Yeah, not to mention, these kids have enough ammunition to get this woman fired anyway. Like, she's been treating them abhorrently for however long now. Anyway. And again, if they can't, Katie Williams, is, um, Katie Holmes, is a salutatorian, yeah. goes to yeah. Stanford or where the fuck she's going, yeah. becomes a doctor, has a great life. Yeah. Which is clearly what's going to happen. Yeah. So. Uh, you want to talk about the plot of what this did, movie? I just made the doctor part up. What is, did she want? She doesn't say what she wants to do. No, English major, right? Yeah, something like She was going to write poetry? She wrote all, all <laughs> the witch stuff. You know, she put that stuff all together. Oh, yeah. So it's all she, factually she, accurate. She, be, she becomes a paper ager <laughs> and has a great life. I kind of I, I kind of like that. I thought the book was cool. It was. I thought it was a great project. It was like, fucking A plus. How is this person not getting A plus? It's obviously an A. Obviously, it's like it's like A plus crossbow, A plus diary. You just made the Bastille. You just made the Bastille. Bastille. I feel that so. This is so. What did you do? This is how. I feel like. I feel like. I feel like fuck the crossbow. Marry the. Marry the notebook. Marry the notebook. Kill the Bastille. Yeah. Um, so the movie opens with a pretty bad title sequence, title sequence over some maudlin weird music. She's putting together her, her she's project. Putting together her project. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So she's putting together a project. Which makes it even clearer. This should have been a witch movie. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Like it's, it's it is kind of setting yeah. you up for this idea that there is some co you say Coven or Coven. 
Kevin? Uh, thanks, Coven. <laughs> Perfect. Coven? Coven? Kevin, isn't there an umlaut over No, it? it's just it's just no. Coven. Okay. You know what we're I worked gonna, on a show with witches. I can't we're going to find this out in an American, American movie. That's right. I can't right. fucking wait to do American movie. I'm I so think, happy I we got that they 99. call Coven or Coven in that movie. Well, I think I think they say one of one of the ways they don't like very much, and I can't remember what it was. Such a good movie. Um, have you seen have American you seen movie? No. Oh, you should watch it. American it's a movie? tremendous documentary. Oh. About it's about these like two a guys. Super low budget. They're oh. making a super low budget. It's which the, movie? It's the greatest. Thing. About a witch's coven. It's called Coven. It's called Coven. I'll show you the trailer <laughs> for American movie when we're done. It'll take two seconds, okay. and you'll be sold. Uh, so, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fast. There was no possible way, which is what made it amazing. <sighs> that was fantastic. Uh, so we're in. Oh, uh, we're in Grandsboro, North Carolina. Uh, North. Northern California, Jesus Christ, I can read. Northern California, which is not really what it feels like. No, it feels like it Pasadena. feels like I actually I read it as North Carolina, and my brain was like, "Yeah, Greensboro, North Carolina makes sense." Northern California doesn't make sense. The Scream series is set in Northern California. Northern oh, California. Oh, is it? I love that. Look. Well, that it it's has beautiful, that, but yeah. it's yeah. perfect. This doesn't feel like that. You know what else kind of feels like that too? I believe it's Oregon, but um, Idle Hands. Yeah, Remember yeah, that, like, yeah. One of the things. By the way, I think I would have given that a higher score. Now I know. I've been um, thinking about it a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, I do. I think it was better than we kind of gave yeah, it credit for. Yeah, this movie needed more, more disembodied hands. hands. Yeah. That, that really was. That is kind of a good movie. <laughs> and if we did that later in our run, I do think we would have given. I think we would have given it a better review. But maybe uh, we I, could do a live episode for Idle Hands. I think we can. Yeah, I think we get decent. Have blue revisions on on the Idle Hands episode. <laughs> 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 yeah, blue pages. Yeah. It'll be fine. That should be our that should be our plan. We I should, believe that yeah, was a February release. We'll yeah, see maybe we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll we can see maybe you all the uh, Ricardo Maldivan. We theater. we we have a guest coming up that I believe knows Devin. He follows me on Twitter. He follows all. He follows. All of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he follows. I, yeah, we mentioned. Tay Diggs hands. follows me on Twitter too. Tay Diggs does follow. He follows everybody on Twitter. It's weird. What was Tay in this uh, this year? Oh, he was in Go. Go. We'll get it for the Go episode. That would be a hell of an episode to put together. That would be a hell of an episode. Yeah, we get Jay Og. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Was she in Go too? Yeah. Her first, her, her first uh, on-camera appearance. Good for her. Yeah. She yeah. needs the work. She's actually great in, in her one scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> never been bad. She's never been bad. Uh, so we meet Leanne Watson, played by Katie Holmes. She's a high school student living with her single mom, Funny, Faye. she got the last name of her co-star in real life. Yeah, they did that on purpose. Legitimately. Stop it. Yeah. What, they're just like, we like his name so much? Yeah. It was like an inside joke. I've heard better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Her mom's a waitress, and Leanne aims to achieve top grades to become valedictorian and leave town. And then the credits really kick in with some lame alt rock and some super shitty superimposed credits as we get to the high school. Speaking of names I really don't like, I hate the last name. Cherner? Yeah. Every time it sounds like she's saying Turner but doesn't say it well. Oh, just... Give the guy the, hate, give the name, last name Turner. Leanne and Jolyn. I, yeah. I, I don't like that either. I, I Just give me one name. I don't need two names. Luke or at least Turner, one of them. Right? Barry Watson's Luke. Is that right? Luke Turner. Yeah. I don't like I'm shaking my head. For, <laughs> yeah, for those who can't It's see. actually Luke <laughs> Turner. Turner. Uh, then we meet Leanne's sassy best friend, Jolyn, played by uh, Marissa Coughlin, as they drive to school. And then Jolyn confesses her love to Luke. Moments after getting to the high school, kisses him. Apropos of nothing, nothing. <laughs> You're just like, wait, why are we doing this? It's bizarre, yeah. and he doesn't really get it. 
and obviously Leanne is like, I don't, it's just, it, this was the first time where I was like, oh, the dynamics of these three people are messy and not in a yeah. great way. In a way that I'm now going to be st- stuck with them for th- for however yeah. long. A tight 90 minutes. A tight 97. Right? Where you don't understand why they feel the way they feel about each other. You yeah. don't know why Leanne's friends with Joe Lynn or vice versa. You don't know why Luke would really be into either of them other than I guess that they're hot and he's hot. So it's just like, it's just hot. That's the only sort of impetus. It's a little weird. No, Luke is very underdeveloped. Joe Lynn is pretty underdeveloped. I think she does a great job, and I, I actually think it's the best character in the. In I don't the movie. disagree, Jolyn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm a big fan of finding one little thing about a character yeah. and stringing it through the whole movie. I think her her acting thing through. Well, let line me tell you, what if really the character well. wants to be valedictorian so bad <laughs> <laughs> that they kidnap their teacher in her own house? <laughs> I do think Jolyn is given the most to work with. Insofar mm-hmm. as she has the most scenes with Tingle. I also thought mm-hmm. like there was a period of the movie where I'm just like, wait, is this told from her perspective? Yeah. It's well, weird. That's the other yeah. thing too. It's like, she doesn't like Leanne doesn't feel like the lead of this movie. She, there's several moments where she hightails it out of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unmotivated. Like my mom's cigarettes are burning. I got to go. And it's the cigarette weird. was out by the way. Yeah, I know. It was all yeah, good. Calm she down. Did fall asleep yeah, with she did. <laughs> but you know, in her own bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> they only had one set in the house. It was the bedroom. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. So it, it I've been, I, got, is, I have been there on TV shows. <laughs> yeah. So why, why are the parents having a conversation in the nursery? Like, that's the only set, that's we, set we got. That's the set yeah. we got. Can we use the swing set? Nope. No, it's no, already being sorry. used in the doctor's yeah. office. Um, so it is a little weird that Leanne is not, as a lead character, does not have much agency, um, which is a little strange. But either way. Um, True. Uh, the music cue as Mrs. Tingle walks through the halls is, literally sounds like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. The first time you see it, it's like, you know, like, this is crazy. They should have like literally just used that. It would have made it funnier. It would have yeah. made it, it actually would have made it funnier. But it's they're starting from a place of this woman is such a mustache twirling villain mm-hmm. right out of the gate, which again, if they had owned it, they just don't totally own it. The movie's afraid to go full jawbreaker. Yeah. It, it, that, that's, yeah. It's that's, afraid to go full idle hands. That's true. And those two movies look so fucking good in comparison yes. to this movie. Well, I think because there's, whether you like the vision or not, there is a distinct vision. There yeah. is someone behind yes. the camera that's like, the movie's going to look like this. And it might be bonkers and it might alienate people, but that's what it is. And this is what the dialogue is going to yeah. sound like. This is the tone. Right. And there doesn't feel like there's like a tone in this that is like, he yeah. You He's know. Just, and again, that's truthfully why maybe he recognized it himself, but that his scripts are better directed by other people. That, you know, what Wes Craven does with Scream, what Robert Rodriguez does with, with faculty is just, you know, not that the scripts aren't great to begin with, but really takes it to the next level. Those are really two masters, too. Yeah. That, and that, there is something to be said that, you know, his scripts attracted these genre masters. Yeah. Who's better than those two fucking mm-hmm. guys? Yeah, two of the top picks you could ever hope. Yeah. Um, and he really he does do himself a bit of a disservice. It, it does make me feel kind of bad for the directors of Jawbreaker and Idle Hands because they both did have such a vision for their movies and I think Jawbreaker is, is kind of beloved by a certain segment of the population, mm-hmm. but uh, Idle Hands is just kind of considered to be a joke. And, and I know the director, Jawbreaker, never got to make another movie. And the director of Idle Hands, I think, has pretty much just done he TV. He didn't really do anything either. Yeah. So. That's weird. I, I, I just want to pause for one quick second because I was looking at his filmography here. He only has one other feature. Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson after uh, 
teach Mrs. Tingle, which is Cursed, which I never saw, which was the werewolf movie. I never saw that either. Um, which I believe was, I think it was directed by Wes Craven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe I'm crazy. It Kev- was. Kevin It Williamson's- was supposed to be their, like, mm-hmm. reteaming, but with werewolves rather than, you know, serial killers. So you have it in front of you. I Kevin do. Williamson's post-Scream mm-hmm. trilogy, though he didn't run the third career, mm-hmm. is a lot of seasons of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And then what did he do before Vampire Diaries and the Stalker show? Well, he has a show called Hidden Palms, which I don't really know what that is. Uh, he produced and wrote an episode of Secret Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, then he does The Following. Oh, The Following. Right, The Following yeah. with Kevin so, Bacon. Yes. So Vampire Diaries starts in 09. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the post, so it's Vampire Diaries, Following, and he does Stalker. Um, then he has time after time. Then he just tell me a story. Uh, obviously, TV is his. You know, that's his thing now. Which fair. I mean, kind of successful. Yeah. yeah, and and absolutely. So more power to him. I just think it's interesting that that features are in his back are in his rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Which, considering that he's written arguably, probably for me anyway, one of the greatest screenplays in Scream. Totally. That mm-hmm. it never, you know, that he hasn't gone back to that to that. Format is interesting. Right. He probably, Matt, you may know better than I do. I know nothing, so there's pretty good chance you do. Uh, I assume he's done just countless rewrites. Sure. I assume everyone in Hollywood do, at that level does, right? He's right. just doing script yes. doctoring. Yeah. yeah. That's probably it. That's a safe yeah. assumption. Um, so then Tingle attempts to tempt the recovering alcoholic principal, played by Michael McKean, to get with booze to get money for a class or something to that effect. It's, it's a little bit muddy, but it's a weird moment. Um, let's just talk for a second here about her class, like her actual class itself. It's insane. No one's learning anything. It's her just being horrible to her students who are doing these. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We have one scene of her as a teacher, and we are not in any way, shape, or form convinced that she can teach, mm-hmm. that she, or that she. It's, it's it's very strange. She's also got a Confederate flag on the wall. I don't know if you guys I noticed did not that. Notice that there is a Confederate yes. flag on the wall of her classroom. Oh, then fucking kill her. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they want to kill her. I mean, I didn't know That's that. She's racist. <laughs> uh, so then, during the history class, we uh, the aforementioned crossbow shows up. Kid shoots the arrow accidentally and almost kills Trudy, which I guess is is some sort of a like precursor for what's ha- going to happen later. Yeah. Um. Again, and with the book a second time as well. Yeah. 
But also, just to backtrack, yeah. Joe Lynn's Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's like. I don't know what that's all about. But at least she's telling a story and, like, yeah, yeah, you know, sure, sure. it's a historical thing. Sure. Marilyn Monroe was a person who did stuff, I guess. But, like. Yeah. And it's, you know, on character. Yeah. She's an actress. Yeah. And it. Yeah. Mar- Marilyn Monroe is not an insignificant. Yeah. Historical And she figure. lays it out in, like, a way that's kind of smart. And Mrs. Tingle is like, you know, you're strange. not an actor. Very weird. Hope you're a good waitress or whatever she says. That scene's great. She says, I hope you're a good waitress. That right? scene's fantastic. Oh my God, I love that. That might be the standout scene for me. Yeah. I, I mean, because not just because the, the, the blow of that line is amazing, but just, it's just a great scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also sort of kind of encapsulates, if this movie has anything to say, and I think it has some things to say, it's really about how do I get out? How am I going to get out? Mm-hmm. And... I didn't get out. You know what I mean? And yeah. that scene to me encapsulates that idea of this girl who thinks she's a really good actor. She seems to actually be a very good actor. Yeah. And this woman that won't let her have that. I just don't think there's enough time in this movie spent with the characters for us to feel that. Right. 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 Which is yeah. like a big problem. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Tingle has a special dislike for Leanne and downgrades her very well-designed project. Uh, a plus. A, a fucking plus. As Kenny said. He a plus. He marry the notebook. Um, yeah, yeah fuck the crossbow. Fuck the crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would fuck it. <laughs> it's designed for that. I, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, then Leanne discovers that she's behind Trudy on the list of valedictorian. Is that a thing? Do they post like ranking? No. <laughs> what kind of school does this? That's terrible. That's so mean. No. It's like if you're the bottom of the. It's like the Hunger list, Games. It's like what? I, as I, I was just like, maybe it's an American thing. I, I didn't know that. It, I, I, oh, I, you're uh, Canadian. Yeah, I forgot. What a horrible, what a horrible country we are. <laughs> yeah, you would, even, you would even think that was possible. We didn't do that in my high school at all. I mean, valedictorian's kind of a crazy thing. <laughs> we had a valedictorian, we had a salutatorian, mm-hmm. and we had a, uh, we had a. There, there was kind of an informal, I think, top twenty. I think it was called like the Cum Laude Society. There was a yeah, top, we had, like, 20, honor top twenty percent. But so you, everyone got a star. Well, no, I mean, in a lot of high schools, there's there are class ranks one through the end. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, which is ugly to me. Yeah. But, but they don't post the rankings in the hallway. No. No. Which is like, no, like, like for it's like, some kind of tennis ladder. Or it's like, you're like, oh, did they get the lead <laughs> in the school play? Yeah. When she goes, she's like, like she's going to find out what role she has yeah. in the play. And she's like, oh, I'm in second in the rankings. I got a. I know. Anyway, it's crazy. I have Terrible. to go to Berkeley instead of Stanford. It's crazy. Uh, so then Luke finds Leanne and Joe Lynn in the gym. Planning graduation. Yeah. And he shows up with beers. Yeah. He's like, want to be. Uh, he also feels older than them. He feels oh, yeah. a little bit like a burnout kid that like. He's like a Jordan Catalano like, wannabe. Absolutely. That's but the he can perfect. read, so it's different. God. Jordan Catalano. My so-called life, guys. That, was, that, was such, that was such a perfect character. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. brilliant. What a, what a great And well show. cast. Well cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jared Leto at his best, and I'm not the biggest Jared Leto fan, but that's him really kind of doing the most. On all cylinders. Yeah. Um, then Luke tempts Leanne and Joe Lynn with a copy of the final exam papers that he somehow got from Tingle. And made a copy of it so she would never know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, he offers <laughs> Leanne the papers, but she instantly refuses to anyway. cheat. Luke stashes the papers in her backpack, and then Tingle walks in and finds them. She doesn't even do, like the first thing I would have done was like burn them or like tear them into pieces and throw them in the garbage. Yeah, I wouldn't like stick them out of my backpack so that someone can see them. Anyway, she discovers the papers and threatens to expel her for cheating. 
and this is sort of what, this is what the whole thing hinges on this, which is this fear that somehow she has to teach or somehow has to tell Miss Tingle or convince her not to do this thing. Miss Tingle heads to the principal's office where Millie, Molly Ringwald works in the principal's office, like as a secretary, receptionist, something to that effect. Sometimes She's substitute, substitute teacher. Yeah, substitute teacher. Yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. Great haircut, though. Great haircut. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's one of those things where, again, disservice to Molly Ringwald, where you're casting Molly Ringwald as like a wink, wink to like teen movies, but you're not giving her anything to do. And then she just drowns in a, in like a lack of doing anything nothing to do. Yeah. I don't, it's a bummer. I don't, yeah. I don't really think she does a good job in this. I don't think she's well cast. I think it is solely for the wink, yeah. wink. She's so good in uh not another teen movie. Anyone, mm-hmm. anyone I at the end seen that yet. I need to watch that. What a movie. It's cute. It's really funny. Kenny really loves not another. I movie. do. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, so. Also a scary movie. So, what are you going to do? The first one, you know, the first scary movie is not bad. Yeah, great twist. Yeah. So, the trio. A good, good micro penis joke. Oh, yeah. Great micro, a micro penis joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch it again. You'll find it. <laughs> well, find the penis? Maybe. Or find yeah, the maybe. micro penis? It's a, yeah. It's very small. It's a good joke. Yeah. It's very small. <laughs> <laughs> <So>, the <laughs> trio heads to Tingle's house that night to try to convince her not Amazing to install house. them. A beautiful house, Victorian, as Kenny mentioned. Oh, like, yeah. House where to Tingle die got, for. Where Tingle got this money, who knows? But you, she did. You literally never know. Uh, Mrs. She's Tingle. a witch. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> That's how she got it. That's how it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, of all that witch stuff just, just on the cutting room floor, yeah. but it actually was shot, and it actually is backstory. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it'd be the fucking I, best. Yeah. Uh, then when you have the scene that I was talking about earlier, which I really love, where Jo Lynn tries to convince Mrs. Tingle. She goes by herself and gives this, this sob story about why she can't do it, and she ends the, the Miss Tingle says, I hope you're a great waitress. I pray you're, I I pray pray you're, you're a good great waitress. waitress. Oh, so Which good. is great. Um, then Leanne and Luke go in. Luke picks up the loaded crossbow, aims it at Tingle, threatening to kill her. He says, you're not calling the shots anymore, Tingle. Um, and then there's a physical struggle. Crossbow goes off, like kind of cuts her face, Tingle's face, she but she falls wall. into a wall. She knocks herself unconscious. This is where things get kind of crazy because then Joe Lynn says, should we finish her? Yeah. <laughs> what? Which is amazing. Like, why, why not at this point? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was like, I was, welcomed yeah. the, the, the notion that like Joe Lynn has it in her to yeah. just straight up murder. Should we kill her? Yeah. Which I think is great. Uh, they panic. They're tired of the bed, whatever. Um, Leanne returns to the house with them promises to return in the morning. Sorry, returns to her house saying that she has to go home because her mom's cigarettes are burning and she leaves Jolyn and Luke to watch Miss Tingle. At no point is Leanne even slightly aware of the fact that, that, or she is aware that Jolyn is into Luke. So she just kind of thinks this is an opportunity for, for them to be together, I guess, or something sure. to that effect. It's, it's just, I don't know. The, the motors are kind of off, but then you've got the scene where Leanne goes home and talks to her mom, and it's a really sad and kind of pathetic scene where the mom's like, "Poor Faye, passed out," and she's like, "Did you win?" Oh. And then she lies and says yes, yeah. and it's like, it's it's a weird. Yeah, I be- probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> would have lied, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, oh, my mom's coming then, home from a double shift. But then doesn't, doesn't she even take her name tag <laughs> off? <laughs> Cigarette in her hand. She's asleep on, on her daughter's oh, bed watching The only TV. thing keeping her going that's is amazing. me winning. Maybe that's why she did it. Huh? The only thing keeping Faye going is Valedictorian, which is that's, like, that's some like varsity blue shit right there. Which, again, 
a very movie? easy oh, thing sorry. to put in there. I don't want your life. I don't yeah. want. Yo, oh, what did oh, we yeah. just watch? That was oh, October Sky is basically I don't want your life. Yeah, but With it's math. but it's a minor math exactly. Math yeah. and mines. Yeah. yeah, coal mining. Uh, so while under Jolin's watch, Mrs. Tingle regains consciousness. Wait, but before that, Jolin tries to smooch Luke while he's asleep. Oh yeah, yes, and sorry, it's for, so I weird. Like yep. what? Leave yeah, him alone. So, well, I mean, That's, here's the that thing. is a Me Too moment. For yes, Luke. That's a Me Too moment, but it's also I know it's there so that later when she finds it, you're motivating her. But like, come on. I mean, it's gotta I get, be a better way to do it. Yeah, not like have her try to like, you know, oh, so kiss weird. him while he's asleep. It's didn't so didn't we already do it? Like has it like has it? She's kissed him already yes, while he was we conscious. Know, and we he was did. like, eh. He was like, I don't get it. I don't like this. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. We we get it. We're so, there. Yeah. Like it's, but I get that. Like it's, frankly, it is betrayal. Like that's, I mean, it's gray area. But they're not in love. Katie no. Holmes is just having sex with Barry yeah. Watson later in the movie. Not to jump ahead, just to kind of prove a point to herself and to Mrs. Yeah. Tangle. Oh, absolutely. And, she, and, I can do this. Yes, yeah. and, and she and she does it with you know a complete disregard for for Joe Lynn's feelings, and that is kind of breaking a pact between friends. But I agree. She's a totally, you know, deplorable character who does deplorable things for ridiculous reasons. Teaching Miss Watson. Teaching Miss Watson. To be a better friend. (laughs) (laughs) Parentheses. To be a better friend. That's that's That's, my version. That's a a much better version. So uh, Leanne, or JoLynn unties her and she immediately attacks her and then Luke has to tie her again. This is one of the problems this movie has. They untie, tie, untie, tie. Like there's, there's because they don't have enough story. The ping ponginess of Tingle's predicament is limiting. Call that a down and back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And down and back again. Down and back, and down and back, down and back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's unfortunate. Um, the next morning, JoLynn impersonates Mrs. Tingle on the phone, definitely with ADR, right? Perfectly. Right? It's so good that it's like, they, that, that must have been. It, it's a, it, is she, right? is she, is Helen Mirren a dame? Dame Helen Mirren? I gotta think she's got to be a dame. Gotta now, be. Right? Right? If she's not, she should be. Yeah, so. I'm gonna look it up. There's, uh, there's no way she's not. Yeah. Like, what uh, are you doing, Queen Elizabeth? If, if you have, you gotta make her a dame. But they had to do it through ADR, right? It was it's, so good. It's an incredible impression. Or Jolyn is that good of an actress? Or Jolyn's that good of an actress? Yeah. But unfortunately, Marissa went on to do unfortunately nothing. Just looking kind of like a, she's a dame. There we go. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Just looking kind of like what uh, Rose McGowan from. Yes. Uh, yeah. From uh, Scream. Yep. Yeah. Which is kind of what this role is, but it's softer. Yes. Yes. Um, sweeter. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I, I love Rose McGowan. That's interesting. Yeah, there's nothing to knock about Rose McGowan's screen. She's amazing. She's amazing. Like, yeah. She's amazing. amazing. That's an element that, like, you know, yeah. you can't take out of that movie. But this, I respect that, that Kevin Williamson didn't just write the same role and give it to a different actress with a bob cut, um, <laughs> you know, in similar same coloring. Haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a different role. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's the best part of the movie, frankly. So Leanne and Luke go to school, leaving JoLynn again with Tingle. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. We have to go to class. Whatever. You don't need to go to My class. My favorite part of that though, is like the interstitial of these kids. Like I think whipped creaming, like they cover yeah. a kid in whipped cream mm-hmm. and then just, we just move past that. Yeah. Like it never happened. Never happened. So why don't they leave the boy? Yeah, I know. Who's probably the strongest who is the worst student? Yeah. Who probably is true? Who's probably a truant anyway? No one fucking gives would give two shits if he yeah. didn't show up. Instead of leave this like ninety pound who's been manipulated by this person already. Yeah, yeah. like it's just 
not it, well you know they're not good at this it's their first it's their first it's kidnapping their first kidnapping that's i mean they're novice growing pains they're yeah amateurs. the movie could have just been called my first kidnapping and it, it would have been much better than the yeah. tone of that movie sounds great yeah there there's so many good <laughs> movies to possibly come out of this movie i know yeah. it, it is really a rich pre- premise i know uh, i might just write the uh the, 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 the reboot <laughs> I'm, I'm no i'm thinking about writing the coven movie you should i don't know Unless you want it, Matt. I mean, we do it together. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> we could sell that. Yeah. So we now have the Exorcist <laughs> scene, which I enjoyed, but also was like, I don't know what this is. It's so out of place. It's just bizarre. And she's, I mean, she's given it. She is literally giving it. And, 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 and the one thing I kept thinking watching that was like, she's doing this in front of Helen Mirren. I know. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It is cool. Good for her. She really tries. Yeah. And I remember, the only thing I remember about the ramp up to this film's release was that I don't know if it was Kevin Williamson. I don't know who it was. Maybe even Helen Mirren. Someone was like, Marissa does this incredible exorcist. Like the exorcist scene was talked about prior to the release of this movie. So I knew going in that it was going to happen, which is also weird. Yeah. And then it happens. And I was like, well, that was weird. Um, (laughs) So they return home. The trio devises a plan to blackmail Mrs. Tingle by using fake photos of Luke and Mrs. Tingle in bed together. So that happens. Um, There's more mind games. She gets inside Jolene's head about the jealousy of Leanne and Luke. Later that day, the plan goes awry when the school's gym teacher, Coach Richard Wenchel, played by Jeffrey Tambor, arrives and is revealed to be having an affair with her. Jolene again impersonates Mrs. Tingle, blindfolds the coach to make him think she's Mrs. Tingle. And... They give him a bunch of booze and he passes out. Like this whole plan is it's, just it's really a bad moment. What for plan? Yeah. yeah. It's not good. It's really weird. It's a bad moment. I feel bad for all the actors. Everyone's yeah. too good for this. Um, contextually, it makes absolutely no sense why she would be messing around with him. It doesn't. And then he kisses Luke. Yeah. And, and passes it's like out. fun, like a gay panic joke. Yeah, he's like, another Ooh, gross. They, yeah, boys that's, kissing. I, I, don't get me wrong; it was a gay panic <laughs> joke, but like at it's least not they as bad don't. As the third act yes. goes. Yeah. <laughs> at least they don't play it that way. Yes. Yeah, at least they don't you yes. make a big like. I, I assume you know, but Kevin Williamson is gay. Like mm-hmm. I, I assume that I don't know. It, people maybe may have squirmed in the audience in 1999, but it wasn't yes. played as yeah, it wasn't played as, gross, as right? awfully as it could have been. Yes, but um, I agree with that. You know, uh, he passes out. They get photographic evidence of the love affair with Wenchel, and they plan to blackmail her with that. Um, there's a great line here that Joe Lynn has, I believe, where she says, the greatest thing about a scandal is that it doesn't need to be true. Look at the current, current climate. Truth doesn't matter. And boy, did that fucking hit Relevant. <laughs> topical. <laughs> I was just like, Jesus yeah. Christ. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so then while Leanne and Luke leave to have pictures printed again, like there's all of these leave like, to get pictures printed. This is so 1999. Yeah. Like, just like leaving for bullshit reasons. Mm-hmm. Leaves to get pictures. They went to like, they went to like the Walgreens with these blackmail yeah. pictures. Yeah. You dummies. To get them a yeah. one hour photo. Ugh. Uh, yeah. So then Mrs. Tingle manipulates Jolene again into turning again. We have to wait an hour. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that, that would have been an episode of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Set the yeah. entire thing in a one-hour oh photo. My God, that would have been fantastic. I think there's a show that did that once. Oh, it's a good idea, though. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, also, so she, no yeah. one realizes they need to leave Tingle like gagged. 
<laughs> like every time she's on gag, all she does is like get in people's heads and make them think things. Especially Gagger. Yeah, Gagger. So uh, Gagger. Then she can, she tells Jolyn oh, about the fact that Leanne and Luke spent the night together at a party, and Jolyn flips. When Leanne and Luke arrive back, Leanne, uh, it's this. Yeah, this is where this whole like tingle retaliates, saying that she's afraid of her future, and it's all the the future stuff. Um, and in response to all of this, Leanne goes and fucks Luke. Mm-hmm. Basically, like you don't know me, I'm not you. I'm gonna go have sex with Luke. I'm not sure she really showed her. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. say, I'm not sure how that shows her. <laughs> she had a good time with that in front of a burning fireplace. She wrote like the all, book, like all hot sex scenes yeah. in front of a fucking burning fireplace. Kevin Williamson made it um, a hallmark of what he does, which is you know, for 15, 20 years at this point. Since Halloween, this idea of, you know, uh, virgins survive mm-hmm. and women who have sex get killed. Yeah. And he tried to turn that on its head and he did with Scream. Yeah. Um, and I think it happened in basically every movie that he made. All these these five movies were basically talking about Scream. I know you did last summer all the way through this movie. Um, it kind of seems a little M. Night Shyamalan-ish in that, like, he, mm. it was this beat he had to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it really doesn't make sense here. It's also out of place. And also yes. out of place for her character. Yes. For what we know of her. Yeah. It's weird. Whereas yeah. like in Scream, it's like amazing. Yeah. Like it's an amazing moment, especially considering he was the And killer. in this, it's like they're literally like having sex on top of the grade book. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that is that why they did it? So like they, she could like pull the grade book out from under and be like, oh, look at this. Uh, the grade book. I guess. What a bad uh, racing job. Yeah. Like, so are bad. you kidding me? You gotta really get. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta really, really do it. Do it in and I get that. It was, like, I get that it was a plot point later. It was a plot point later that she did a bad racing job. But like, <laughs> yeah, come on, it's like lazy. If you're gonna do it, do it right. You this is a girl who aged paper in order to make it look late. late maybe make it look old. Like this girl has. A, an artistic, crafty sense. Yep. She can make this happen. Yep. She just slightly uh, erases it and then uh, brushes it away. Yeah. But, but. Not great. It's ridiculous. So she changes her grade. <laughs> then the next morning, Luke makes a full breakfast. Like, just cooks breakfast. Uh, and this is a whole the weirdest thing. fucking movie. <laughs> so he's made a full breakfast. No big deal. Totally normal morning. She's still tied up upstairs. NBD. Everything's fine. Good, yeah. We had sex. Changed your grades. Everything's fine. Uh, next day at school, Jolyn ignores Leanne. Again, yeah. now they've just left her alone, right? Like, yeah. no one is with <laughs> Tingle at this point, correct? Or no, does Luke I think stay? Luke stays there. Luke stays. Luke oh, stays. Yeah. Yes. Armed with a frying pan. Leanne tries yeah. to make amends with Jolene, but also admits to having sex with Luke, which is a foolproof plan to try to get her back in her good graces. Well, it's funny because, like, jo- Jolene sort of says that in a way that's like, you slept with him, didn't you? And it's like, she actually literally just did. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, like, yeah. and, like, by the way, her foolproof plan. It works. Yep. Yeah. Like what? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <sighs> so then Miss Tingle escapes from her bonds. Wily, this Miss Tingle. Because the bed you can't pin her down. Also, because she shakes the bed so hard that like yeah. she does it a certain number, like, you know, yeah, whatever. It's ridiculous. It's Luke ties her down again and using the loaded crossbow once again threatens. This really is could be better than the movie. Hmm? This really is could be better than oh, the movie. Oh, absolutely. All it requires like, all these is, things. A, is just yes. all it requires is is two or three executives doing their job, yeah. giving the notes and being like, you, you need to massage this. You need to do this. And, and it could have been great. Every note is, you know, you want your characters to play at the top of their intelligence, be yep. as clever as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every note is, uh, 
make this escape yeah. more clever. Yeah. Make this, you know, this doctrine of the book more clever. Yep. Just have your characters be more clever throughout this movie. And it, it still would have sucked because the, because of the, like the moral issues, the point of view issues, the stakes, but at least like we wouldn't be like mocking it. Like yeah. we're like, that's what we're doing now. We're guys. kind we're of just mocking, mocking it at this, this point. Movie. Which, it's out of we're love. Just, we're just it is dunk, of, we're just dunking on this but shit. But it is a little bit out of love, just in the fact that like we it's a love of, of, of Kevin Williams Williamson's work, but also just he might the dunk potential. On it, yeah, himself. I'm sure he does. Yeah. So um Jolyn returns now saying that she'll help blackmail and ruin Leanne, but is revealed to be lying in some twist that's supposed to be in I don't know. We didn't see coming. There's a violent fight. Miss Tingle picks up the crossbow, fires it wildly, trying to hit Leanne, and then takes Trudy out. Who just happens to be there. Yeah, I don't know where Trudy even came from. She was grade grubbing because they changed her grade. Right. And little did she know they were going to change it back because right. she yeah. was one of the quote-unquote doctorate grades. But she was coming to grade grub, as people do, because she's the second character to go to the teacher's house to grade grub. You don't go to the meanest teacher's house. You don't go to any teacher's house to grade grub. Yeah. You don't grade grub. Don't grade grub. Don't, I don't grade, grade grub. Don't at all. grade grub. You just don't internalize it and then you become a jaded TV writer like me. Yes. Yeah. And you make fun of <laughs> yeah. people and the, all of you writing moving like, forward. Like I love That's what I do. <laughs> I love the clueless when yeah. Cher like grade grubbed. Grade grubbed. And she yeah. basically said, you know, the first grade is an opening of a negotiation, making fun of this entire idea. Yeah. But grade grubbing as like a character trait is the word. It's not good. It's not no. fun. No. Also, did Leanne never see Scream? Because like when Tingle falls down the stairs and it looks like she's dead and she goes up to her like dead body. Yeah. yeah. It's like, of course she's gonna jump at you. We saw Scream. <laughs> <laughs> she's going, she's yeah. As if Tingle's taught you anything, yeah. she's not going down without a fight. Yeah. So like she's gonna come back. Uh, that would this, be great if Luke was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Remember and scream. Remember and scream. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point in the movie when this fight is happening that I really was like, the tone of this movie is just wackadoo. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it's trying to be at this point. I know it's trying to end on an upswing and with an exciting kind of ending, but it, it's it's just kind of, it's truly bizarre. Um, then Principal Potter arrives to check up on Mrs. Tingle and is horrified by the scene. Guilt-ridden, Tingle confesses that she shot Trudy while trying to kill Leanne and wanted to make her fail like Tingle did herself. However, Trudy was protected again by the thick textbook that because she had. Because she was in on it? And completely unharmed, and, and which Leanne already knew. So Trudy's like in on it somehow, and I, then Trudy, it's unclear. all very convoluted. Unclear. Potter calls the police, fires Tingle, film ends with Leanne being named valedictorian at graduation. And Vivica Fox uh, just being there on stage. It's How did she get valedictorian at the end? Because... You know, I don't know. That's a very How good did she question. Get valedictorian? How did she get it? Maybe the teacher, wrong? maybe the principal gave it to her. Just out of yeah, like, maybe sympathy. Like, since she tried to kill you. Yeah, you went through a lot of shit. But like, it's not explained. I, I, I just, I, I, she doesn't need it. Your, to your point, the salad, the salute salutatorian feels great. The salutatorian. 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 You know, that's me every day at lunch, brother. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to, it's, it's so rushed at the end. There's all these obviously reshoots there reshoots, which by the way, like are almost entirely unneeded. Like the original ending, the way that it reads at least makes more logical sense. Yeah. So they changed, they went to a happier illogical ending, I guess is what they want. I think the one thing this movie needed was a blooper reel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's just at the end of the movie, you're just like, what is going on? Oh my god! And then it ends on a freeze frame. Yeah, Ooh. I just I, I don't love movies that end on freeze frames. As, well, they're okay if there's a fist involved. In the sure, sure, but as, sure. As, as short of a fist or a big smile, <laughs> then it, I don't want to see a freeze. Yeah, frame. no, I mean, that's fair. 
Um, so I saw this movie in 99. Oh, the other thing I forgot to tell you. Yes. So we rate our movies. Okay. At the end of every episode, we do something zero to 99. Zero being the worst, 99 being the best. Okay. We rate the movie what we thought of it in 99, and then we rate the movie what we thought of the movie after we watched it, mm-hmm. and then after this podcast, if the podcast in any way changed your grade. Got it. In 99, this movie made very little impression on me. I, I don't really remember even seeing it in the theater. I mean, I know I did, but it didn't leave much of an impression. I would say I probably would have given it a 45 back then. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I would have, wouldn't have That's recommended nice. people see it, but I yeah. would have been like 45. Before this podcast, 25, I think is where I'm at. I think the movie we came up with would the be movies. Movies. We, it's a oh, whole franchise. Yeah. It's a cinematic universe. <laughs> it's, it's a trilogy. Yeah. The trilogy we came up with, it means in the 80s. Yeah. But because there is real potential in this. And that's why I feel bad giving it a 25 because it feels like there isn't. I think I'm giving it a 25 because of my disappointment of what could have been. Just feels as half opposed to. You know what it could have yeah. been like? It could have been like Ravenous. Absolutely. It could have been like Ravenous. Yeah. Ravenous did not come at you with genre elements, it became a genre movie about halfway through and they were always kind of there under the surface it could have been like that i think we would have been sitting here being like what a movie but yeah i yeah it's it's very it's just just got a great idea there got a great cast mm-hmm. it has real potential and it just never fulfills it but what's your as your 99 um i saw this with my th- my sister in the theaters we were both very big kevin williamson fans and very big uh, Scream fans. We were really looking forward to this, and I think we were both disappointed. Um, maybe me more so than her, but I was quite disappointed. I think I would have given it no more than a 35. Okay. Um, I gave it a 32 before this. 31. I gave it a 31 before this podcast. Okay. Um, mostly on the strength of not being bored. Yeah, no, you know, I wasn't bored. You know how I feel about being bored. I hate being bored. Yes. So uh, I was not bored. I think it was really dumb. And uh, the, the stupidity of the movie and the um, kind of moral depravity of the movie has outweighed not being bored at this point. Mm-hmm. I got go, I got to drop it down quite a bit. Oh, wow. Um, as a film. <laughs> this is a 19. Oh, wow. Wow. That, I don't mean to be so harsh, but I do think that like when we come up with a movie like Coven, Coven 2 <laughs> – or all the other like different Coven it, and Coven three, which Coven is three, all Coven's, the really elevates it. Coke, yeah. All the other iterations of like the the could have been better movies just mm-hmm. kind of shines a light on how how much of a missed opportunity it is. And you know the way I am for like the missed opportunities just that's drive how me I feel about it. Nuts. Uh, that's how I yeah. feel about so, it. So um, negative bonus points for that. <sighs> I think at the time I would have given it a fifty. Okay, because so would, you would have recommended it. I would have recommended it okay. because it also at that that age I you know I was yeah. I saw Monkey Bone three times in theaters. That's oh, amazing, which is I, bad. I wish that was a ninety nine movie. Monkey Bone's a crazy movie. It's a back for that weird. One. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now Brenda Fraser. Yeah, Brenda Fraser. Brenda Chris Kattan playing Chris a zombie. Oh my god! I think that movie's weird. Yeah, that movie's weird. Um, but now, I mean, maybe like a. <laughs> like a 35 because okay. Okay. again like I wasn't bored I was entertained yeah. Helen Mirren is doing the work yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just a little wasted yeah I mean it's it's. I feel a little bad I think 25 might be a little low I'm probably closer to where you are than mm-hmm. where you are I think just there's stuff there I didn't I, I wasn't bored I didn't hate it 
I was just, I found myself just being like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like do this. This was, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, it's not fucking chill factor or story of us. It's not something where no. like, this is just, I oh thought of God. those same things when you know? I was like trying to come up with my rating, which yeah. was like, I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm not angry at it. Like I yeah. watch their movies where I, you know, I get just Thomas yes. Crown angry. Yes. So yes. I wasn't angry, but like, I am just like so bitterly disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really what you know? it comes down to. Yeah. So next week, <laughs> um, we're going to drop everyone's favorite Christmas movie. We're not. Uh, Detroit Rock City is going to be next week. Ooh. Are you sure? Yeah. I think that's <laughs> – I, I, I am sure. Um, it's a good movie. It's, it's, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. You know, that's another movie that's kind of in this realm of, of wasted potential. Because of, I watched that – I really didn't – like Detroit Rock City. But there are people that love Detroit Rock City. And I think that there is a good coming of age movie in there. Mm-hmm. Um it's just it's just a mess of a movie, I thought. I can't really remember where you came out on it. Um we recorded Detroit Rock, Detroit Rock City a long time I ago. I know I know where I came out on it. <laughs> you don't want to let the cat out of the bag. No, but like I'm starting to have just a little a little remorse i i'm looking back on being like maybe it wasn't as bad as i thought it was we we just you know we didn't like this movie (laughs) and we had a lot of fun in this podcast it was a great episode yeah we had a lot of fun and like i got real mad and it was one of the movies that got real mad at. yeah but uh but hindsight's weirdly weirdly (laughs) been kind to it i mean i think it was i don't know how many months ago it was that we did it but it was a while ago, and yeah, I remember it's just, it's just the two of us. There's no guest, and, we and we're just, just like shit all over, shit all over Detroit Rocks. Just shit all over it. And and it then, was covered in feces. <laughs> but now I'm looking back on I it. I remember that part of the movie. When I saw it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of vomit in that yes. movie. Oh, I, um, I do love the. You vomit love the vomit. Scene. Yes, I think one of the uh, great vomit scenes in cinematic history. And I feel like it's the perfect <laughs> movie for us to drop on Christmas Eve, which is when it will drop. <laughs> Detroit Rock City. Well, and, there's a snowy you know, movie, right? No. There is. Well, Detroit's cold. Detroit's, Detroit's cold. cold. It looks cold. Yeah, I don't know if it's at Christmas. I don't think it is. Doesn't matter. Look, it's not a it's good. A, it's not a good movie, but like it's it's a great it's episode. Fucking wackadoodle, and like maybe <laughs> maybe I was too hard on it. Maybe, I think I might have been too. Maybe and now that maybe I maybe we'll watch it. it again and we'll do a little addendum. <laughs> Bonus episode where of all the movies to go back to and be like, we're gonna reappraise Detroit Rock City. Seems a little strange, but maybe Matt, do you remember? Having seen Detroit Rock City? I saw it in theaters. And you liked it? I. W- <sighs> you were how old? I, I don't want to say. Okay. You okay. Don't I was very say. young. I was a child. Well, that, that's, that was going to oh, be Oh, yeah. Point. I mean, I was in middle school in 99. So that's why it might have spoken to you more yeah, if you were younger. Because it was like, oh my God, boobs. Like, right. aren't these cool? Right. And it's like, you know, See, I didn't We really never care saw it. So maybe I do hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember why I hated it so it's much. It's a lot of that. It, yeah. is, it, is a lot of, it is a lot of unchecked male ego yes. and a lot of male toxicity. Yep. Um, uh, just kind of <laughs> val- validating. The wrong impulses, just yep. like this movie does, validating the wrong impulses, but but even more toxic. Yeah, and it is a big fucking product placement for a band that, like, I think has no redeeming social. I value, don't love Kiss, which but, is also part of it as well. We also this was a movie that God, what a weird. Movie. It had also. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna pull it up here really quickly. Um, I assume the band was in it, right? Like then they the show band up they produced it. it. Oh, okay, they show up at the very end. They perform at the very yeah, end. Yeah, they do. Um, they uh hold on just one quick second there. I I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. 
I did not either. Does anyone? Did you see? I it? haven't seen it. Yet. Oh, then we can't even talk about it. it. But this was also Detroit Rock City was also one of the sort of big New Line Cinema flops. It had a budget of thirty four million dollars. Oh, yeah. in ninety nine. It made a total of four point two million. It was never released. That's like anywhere. two and a half tingles. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half tingles. That's that's the new way that we're going to talk about. That's this. actually how how many stars I gave it to. Yeah, <laughs> two and a half tingles. Two and a half tingles. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what I ranked it, but I, I know we both were pretty harsh. I, on it, but like I remember thinking thirty four million dollars on this movie in ninety nine. That's that's probably sixty. And it's know, like a road trip movie, minutes. isn't it? Yeah, it's a very it's a very short road trip. But it's, it's, it's from like, but it's period. Yeah, that's oh, why it right. is period. But it's it's literally from like the Detroit suburbs to Detroit Rock City. It's it's bizarre. Next week, oh, Detroit Rock City. Mean ass shit. That mean ass shit. It's mean-ass. a great episode that I think people are going to enjoy. I enjoy. Unless it. you really love Detroit Rock City, in which case you might not. Um, but oh, you know, it's a bad movie. Like, but you know what? It's a good episode. It's a great episode, as was this. Thank you great. very yeah, much for having me. This was fun. This was a time. great episode. Yeah, we really enjoyed will this. Will you come back? Yeah. Promise you'll come back? You want me to. Absolutely. Oh, we'd love you to. Yeah, yeah. it would be great. All we'll I do, do something. is hang out with my cats, so this is, this is fun. <laughs> All right. Do we have yeah. any great cat movies? I don't have any cat movies, I don't think. Although the Cats musical is going to be insane. That movie says. I cannot wait. Absolutely yeah. off the charts fucking insane. It's going to be bad, but I'm excited about it. That's why I'm excited. Yeah. It, it has to be really bad, though. It has to be terrible. I would... Not, Taylor Swift as a cat. Not to like hijack. Yeah. So we can go for another 45 minutes on cats if you guys want, because I could. But cats is um, a very bad musical. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. I uh, love it. It's yes. just poems. It's a no, it's not. Well, well some it's, of it. it's based it's off based of TSL. It's based on TSL. poem, yeah. but it's not. Like they tried to they tried to string together some kind of and it's story, which is essentially like, good. It's basically like which cat's gonna go to heaven. Yeah. Right? And then, and then, then one like, stand does. up. Well, all yeah. dogs go to heaven. All but dogs, only one cat. So they all like kind of stand up and like and like plead their case why they should be the one yeah. to go to heaven. Obviously, it's one of the sinks memories. Like, of course, it's the only song that anyone knows. Yeah, you, you well, Mister Mistopheles. Yeah, come on. Well, oh, no, well, well, I never. Well, I never. <laughs> a cat so clever as magical Mister Mistopheles. Right, so cats uh, like uh, is a very bad. Uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> but I would argue. And I would, Tom Hooper's going to direct the shit out of it, guys. Don't you worry. They have to start from the beginning. Like they have to. They have to. They can of keep, time. No, no, they can keep the songs. <laughs> Because you kind of have to, but they have to like strip out everything from this story. It's just, it's what's, what's going to be so hard about seeing that in theaters is the best part for me when I saw that as a kid were the people in the audience acting yeah, like cats. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Cause as a cat kid, cat I was kid. like, this is everything that I, this is, yeah, this is my catnip. Like this is everything catnip. I want. There are people acting like cats licking their arms and yeah. I, I want to oh be my that. God. My parents are like, no, don't be that. That was very cool. I saw it at the winter garden too. And, it's like, and like at the, the second the second de- level, and yeah. the cats are like right there, like actual cats on a rail. It's oh, amazing. Oh, that was great. Yeah, there's no way to do that in film. No, I, I 3D, just man. I, do, I also here's the other thing: the <laughs> costumes are insane. Now, admittedly, they'll get updated for today, but they're still bonkers. You're yeah. still going to have Ian McKellen dressed up as a cat. You're still going to have Idris Elba dressed Who is up he, as Deuteronomy? a cat. No, he's uh, he's uh, fuck. He's got to be like yeah, because it's the old guy, right? Yeah. I have one more cat story. And I'll God, I'll too for it. But after I saw cats, like in in at the uh, the Fox Theater in Georgia, for anyone listening, uh, my parents <laughs> took me to see uh, what was that movie with uh, Ghost? Yeah, which was a terrible movie to bring uh, like a seven year old child to. So I got so bored in this movie that I was walking up and down the aisles acting like one of the cats in the oh, musical. That's amazing. God. And my parents made me like they they, t- they took me out of the movie because Ghost that's, is not a good movie for a child. It's not. It's a great movie. No. It's a great movie. Uh, 
Okay, so Rebel Wilson is playing uh, Jenny Annie Dots. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ian McKellen is playing Gus the Theater Cat. Great. Oh, all right. Judy Dench is Deuteronomy. Of course, yeah. Oh, they they She's, they uh, gender flipped that. Did they? Yeah. Uh, James Corden is Buster for Jones. Perfect. This, this fucking movie is going to be yeah. a disaster. <laughs> Taylor Swift, they're not saying what role she's playing, so it's a wait. big old mystery. Uh, Jennifer Hudson is Grizabella. That yes. is Memories. Uh, and Rum Tum Tugger is someone named Jason Derulo. I don't know who Jason Derulo yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a singer. He's a, one of the most popular pop singers. But they have, not, they have not cast uh, Mephistopheles. They have not cats. Mephistopheles. Magical Mr. Mephistopheles is not a particularly interesting role. He's, he was a great dancer. Yeah. Oh, that was like it was like a big, big like. Uh, there, uh, I don't know. There's no interesting roles in this. It's a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible. I just it's, it's, it's to me it's just I mean I can't wait. And I can't Hudson, wait because it's, it's going to be a disaster. Jennifer Hudson is too young to play. There, it's such Your a disaster. Isabella is much older. No, what if this movie is actually? What if this is actually a good movie? Could you imagine? Yeah. What, this is the way people talk about like, Titanic. Hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, for, like, for real. Like in '96, oh people were just laughing at yeah. Titanic. Like, did you hear a movie about Titanic? They can't even sink the yeah. ship. Uh, they like, built a whole. They built it. Took down two studios. I mean, uh, it took two studios. It made, made a billion dollars. Yeah. All right, this probably will make a billion dollars. That's true. Uh, the musical is obviously beloved, and I, I assume Sondheim. that Universal saw—it's not Sondheim. It's no, it's Andrew Andrew yeah. I assume that Universal <laughs> saw a whole host of storyboards and costume designs, and was like, "We don't get this," but the musical made a lot of money, check. so Let here me you go. Check, yeah. Taylor Swift's in it, great. Yeah, you know the guy who did Les Mis, which I guess made a lot of money. I mean, it did do pretty well, even though. My hindsight only misses. Oh, the movie was like five rough. hours long. Different kind of thing. That's, that's very a this very is cinematic premise. This yeah. is not a cinematic premise. This whole, fucking, whole thing takes place in an alley. In an- so like, <laughs> yeah. with people dressed as cats coming way, up and down the aisles. My, my favorite, my favorite musical, or like one of my top three favorite musicals, oh. is a chorus line. It's the exact same fucking premise. Sure. You just steal chorus line. Instead of like getting a role in the play, it's going to heaven. Instead of humans, it's cats. But it's. I'm already more on board with this. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen a chorus line? No. What is Andrew Lloyd Webber's best musical? Phantom. Is it? Well, it's actually Starlight Express, but Phantom. Really? Oh, I mean, Starlight Express. I kind of love Joseph. I was Joseph. I was Joseph too. Oh my God, production. look at us. Yeah. Two, two <laughs> Jews. Do you remember, do you remember my, you remember my surprise 35th birthday party? You uh-huh. were at it. Remember my surprise? Yes, 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 yes. Remember sorry. the invitation that Laura sent out? I do. That was me as Joseph. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, look it up. You I got to look that up. Yeah, you put it on the, uh, put on go, the, go, go, Joseph. Put on the old uh, you know podcast like 99. Oh, we should. I think Twitter. I don't like Joseph as a musical. I think oh. Phantom's great. Starlight Express is like. People love Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. I mean, he's got a he's got a lot of. Big, he's the guy, right? I mean, it's him, it's Sondheim. But it's like Angela Lloyd Webber is kind of like the Pretty dinner happy. theater guy. Yeah. yeah. Sondheim is like the. Well, just top look tier. at him. Yeah. But right. he looks like his musicals. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually seen a picture of him, so I'm just imagining oh, him oh, dressed as like a oh, character from oh. Cats. He looks exactly as you would expect. Fan, he, he, he almost looks like one of the anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic servants from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I, for the podcast listeners I'm looking at a picture of Angela Lloyd Webber and oh, yeah. that's exactly what I thought he would look he like he looks like a cartoon character All right, so yeah. I just want to say this Phantom yeah. of the Opera is truly a fantastic it is experience. a great music. I sure and, and did you see the sequel uh, no someone told me I should <laughs> like, was it Love Never Dies oh right they made it ago. Totally yeah someone's like you got oh someone des- one of the writers on my show described the entire thing to me it sounds insane <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Uh, yeah. Well, love that's been it. that's been twenty minutes on cats. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. This is what I, that's what I'm here for. I oh, can't God. believe the only musical we have this year is South Park, the perfect musical. I mean, it, is a, it is a perfect musical. The perfect musical. Um, and Mystery Men is our only comic book movie. That's fine. It's a good one, which though. is weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're on Twitter. What I is am. your handle? Uh, Doctor Matt D'Ambrosio. There you go. Cool. So everybody should follow follow Matt. I'm at PM Iscove on Twitter, Instagram. Kenny's at Nybart. We are at podcast like. 1999. Please rate, review, subscribe. I can't Thank believe you, so you played Joseph. Just- <laughs> yeah, I did. Thank you for listening. Later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.